Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday with Mary Brotherton. On Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern, Mary and her guests share manifest success stories and tips for how you can learn to create the life you've always wanted. Jillian Harris is with us the second Monday of each month. The Conscious Cougar herself and our generous sponsor will join the show. You don't want to miss Jillian's dynamic personality and manifesting knowledge. Now grab a pen and paper for Mary's phone number, then just call her with your questions about manifesting and the law of attraction. Here's that number, area code 516-418-5651. Don't be shy. Oh, (laughs) good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, Jillian. You, know, you you, and I were talking just right before the show about the issues we've been having with Blog Talk Radio, kicking us off, not letting us in. I'm like, but Exactly. I, I, I live here. Come I'm on. Like, you Come. know who I am. It's, it's my house. Let me in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My, my cat, many, many years ago when he was young and, and athletic, actually locked me out of my house once. Really? Oh, yeah. That that was wild. Oh, my God. I had stepped out to the garage to, that's where our washer and dryer was, and I'd stepped out to do a load of laundry, and the cat tried to open the door and follow me out. Well, he only got as far as turning the very loose door, the locking mechanism. Yeah. I I had to take the door off the hinges to get back in. Oh, my God. Took me about took me a couple of hours in in a unair conditioned garage in the middle of the summer. But you were stuck I did in the it. garage. Yeah, I was stuck oh in the garage. Oh my god! That's even... Oh wow. Um, I probably could have. No, I for for some reason I don't think this garage had a a way to open it from the inside. Or else I was just too stupid to figure it out. I don't know. Um, right. Yeah, because I was that's uh, a part of the story that we have forgotten yeah. at this point. Oh well, like I said, it was more than fifteen years ago, so who knows? Right. But that's not what we're here to talk you know, about today. No, well, it's interesting yeah. that you did a tangent just now, um, yeah. but uh, and I hope people aren't offended that I, we want to talk about. That we I think want to I should, I should do another show called Tangents with Mary. That's beautiful. <laughs> I like it. It was you a know, relative you don't tangent. talk about whatever and never talk about anything. <laughs> right. Right. It's tangents. Let's go on tangents. Oh, we could actually do that. You want to do it with me? It seems like we're almost doing it right now, but no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I think we do that every time. I try to stay on topic, and I'm going, to, yeah. I'm going to weave us back in. Now, Tony Taylor, who does our Thursday night shows called Unscripted, he is a master. Yeah of managing his, his guests and his own time. If he says right. the show is going to stop in an hour, by golly, at 55 minutes, he's wrapping it up, telling everybody goodbye. It's been great having you. Right. I'm like, right. oh, I'll just add an extra 15 minutes to my show to make sure I get my hour in. <laughs> That's so <gasps> funny. Yes. Oh, right. But so, yes. I I have been very excited about this. I told my mom, I said, Mom, um, don't listen. We're going to talk about 69 on Monday. <laughs> and your mom said, but I like 69. I was, that was my and age I said, one. Mother, I don't, I really, TMI, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are but, talking you know, about 69, is, folks. It's a thing. It's a, I'm grateful that, you know, I've got somebody like you who is so honest and, you know, not shy, and you can, you know, talk your truth about 69. It's important. It's complicated well, anyway. And, and, it's a complicated thing. And before people start clicking off going, oh, they're going to talk about dirty stuff, uh, which we might, um, but I don't think there's anything dirty about it at all. Uh, I wanted well, you know, to say, it's a matter of perspective. 
Yeah, go ahead. It, it, it is, and that's, that is what I actually said in, um, in the description to the show. Yeah. Because I just, I just recently celebrated my 69th birthday, folks. I was born in 1955. Right. So you do the right. math. I'm 69 years old. However, for okay, the last Okay, so now people nine... are clicking off. They're like, oh, damn. They're talking about yeah. age. Doggone it. I yeah. thought it was going to be a juicy show. Well, it might get juicy, too, because yeah. I haven't always been 69. And the funny thing is, right. when, I turned, when I turned 50, my husband looked at me and said, you cannot possibly be 50. And I'm like, uh, right. yeah, do the math, dude. I am. Right. He said, but right. I remember when my dad turned 50, and he was such an old man. I said, sweetheart, you were a young boy when your dad turned 50, because right. his dad was quite a bit older than I am. However, I'm 15 years older than he is. So yeah. when I was 50, he was still only 35. Right. And I asked him, I said, well, how old do you think I should be? He said, I think you should be my age. I said, fine, right. I'll be 35. So that was the year right. I started having encore birthdays. Because okay. it is about perspective. It's, a, it's about how age can change our perspective, but it's also about how we change our perspective. And by doing that, right, by, right. by looking at, at this number and going, well, you know what? I don't want to be 50. I won't be 50. I'll be 35. So you snap your fingers and large... you manifest something yes. different. Because but the also, year I turned... we have to... I don't want to interrupt you, but I do need to squeeze one thing in there. Go for it. And that is part of what we're doing is we're going along with what, in this case, American society says happens yes. at whatever number. Exactly. That part. I, mean, we, I was always that. going to be 50 because my father was one of those, I don't know what you call a male Pollyanna, but he always saw the good in everything. He saw the bright, yeah. you know, the sunshine through the clouds. And the year he turned 50, he said, oh, my God, I've lived a half a century. Yeah. Well, he, only, he only lived another 10 years beyond that. But he, he, took, he, took life by the, he took life by the balls, basically, or yeah. by the horns or by the ears or just whatever you want to call it. But he embraced life, and he lived right. every moment of his life. He didn't just endure it. And right. the, year, the year that I turned 60... I had um, a in, very informal photography group that I belonged to. We just all got together and went out on the weekends and took pictures. And it just happened that in that particular year, January 29th, fell on a Saturday. And so everybody was like, oh, that's your birthday. What are we going to do right. for your birthday? And I said, oh, I don't care. I don't really care where we go as long as I can see something that's older than me. And something that's bigger than me. And right. we went to a state park that had a 1,500-year-old oak tree that was enormous. Six of us tried and failed to line up and wrap our arms around it at the same time. Wow. You, that's a big there, tree. There, was, there were six of us in, I, well, I think there might have been only five of us in the photo but because um, we didn't always carry tripods and think to do things on timers. But we stood in front right. of this tree and, and stretched our arms out and touched our fingertips, and you could see all of us. Mm-hmm. So when we were having our picnic lunch, the woman who chose that park asked me, she said, Mary, which birthday are you celebrating this year? And I looked at her and didn't bat an eye. I said, oh, I haven't had this much fun since I was nine years old. So I'm celebrating right. the encore of my ninth birthday. Uh, and they thought that was just the coolest thing. I mean, you know, a lot of people are 29 and holding or forever 21 or I'll never live a pa- day past 30. But I just yeah. go back and I, I pluck an, a day out of the calendar that I remember joyfully. And okay. I relive it. Like I'll never have an encore 16th birthday. I hated that year. It was just a bad year for me. Okay. But right. My my sixty. My encore birthday, birthdays are always years. Are you always years where it's legal to do things? 
Not mine. Yeah, I, I don't really care. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, I care about those. But, sort of you know, th- oh, we have a, a caller. That's pretty cool. Um, you know? Yeah. But um, do you want to bring in the caller? Do we want to talk a little bit more about the magic of... I'm sorry. Say that question again. I said, do you want to bring in our caller or talk a little oh, bit yeah. more about the magic of 69 before we do? No, bring in the caller. I want to hear what they have to say about oh, they, the magic of 69. They hung up. Oh, see, they were confronted with the 69 oh, question. And I didn't see, mean to you know, do that. I know. But call back again. I wish, I wish there was a, a way that I could. Just coffee and call right back. What? Yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping they'll call back. Maybe they just got kicked out like we did earlier. I was going to say, the, the, the phone's weird right now. Sometimes it takes two times to get blog talk to let you stay. But I exactly. really, um, I hope we didn't scare them off. But anyway, I know I feel like I've been monopolizing the show. Um, well, you know what? We said that we were going to do this today because of what our conversation was over the weekend. And yeah. um, and I said, you know, what are we going to talk about? And you were like, you know, not even answering my question. You were just like going on about your thing, about this thing, about this 69 thing. I'm like, oh, my God, that's what we're supposed to talk about. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's sobering because all of a sudden I'm looking 70 in the face. Yeah. And I, oh, so mean. Every time I turn a number that has a zero on it, that's when I need a therapist. Starting I from nev- when I, I turned thirty. I never have. God, Jillian, the year I turned forty, I had yes. four. I had four surprise birthday parties. It's eleven eleven right now. And um, oh, awesome. Not anymore. Yeah, I know. It was. <laughs> Not anymore. But, you know, I, I didn't know about the magic of the number four and how it's in tune to the angels. But to have four yeah. surprise oh. birthday parties, four different people thought of wow. enough of me to give me a party that year. Right. And now, granted, wow. some, some of the parties were, were just, oh, Mary, it's your birthday. Here's a cake. We, You know, happy birthday. Yeah. But that year, my birthday lasted a week because none of them that were on is... my birthday. So amazing. So, you know, when I was talking with you earlier, I was, you know, kind of moping about the 69. My God, I'm 69. And right. other than a few medical challenges, I, did, I don't feel 69. Mentally, I don't feel a day over 35. And... um. I used to feel like I was 17 all the time, but now I've kind of gotten a little older, a little older in my mind, and that's okay because that's the the beauty of manifesting with numbers especially. You can turn them around. Like the number 69, if you add it together, it's 15. And if you add that more, now, reduce that, it more. What does that mean? What does that okay. mean? Well, first let me tell yeah, you what the number I don't know the- let me tell you what the number 69 believes um, means in numerology, which totally, totally makes me happy. It represents harmony, balance, and spiritual enlightenment. The angels sometimes send you the number 69 to say, hey, hey, pay attention. I want you to look at your right. family. Look at the harmony of your home. Make sure you're deeply wow. compassionate. And make sure you're working on your life path. That is fascinating. Now, when you That's add them together and get yeah. the number 15, and you've got the, the energies okay. of the numbers 1 and 5. But because you add those two together, you also have the energy of the number 6. And that okay. means it, it leads, it signifies leadership, wisdom, finances, and business, relationship, and love. But 15 by well, itself. You know, Okay. 15 by itself represents family, peace, harmony, curiosity, exploration, nurturing, and idealism. That's Mary. Right. But so let me get this straight. We take the number 69 in this case, and Uh every step of the mathematics that you just did and what it results in and what that number means is all related to 69. Yes. 
Awesome. That's pretty amazing. I've and never really six. understood the number thing. Yeah, numerology is fascinating because yeah. basically what you do is, <clears throat> excuse me, you take any number and you add each individual number to the others. So you can have one, two, three, four, right. five. So you add one plus right. two plus three plus, yeah. And you get whatever that, that you, you condense it down to one numeral. In this right. case, the number is six. And that's all about Got cultivating it. a beautiful balance between the material world and the spiritual world. Right. I'm a but three. Each, each number. Now, remember I talked about 69 um, to, um, brings your attention to the harmony of the home. 15 talks yeah. about harmony and family peace. Number six okay. also talks about family, home, love, finding new pathways. And so they, they're right. all interconnected, just like we are. I mean, it's all energy. Right. Six is harmony. Yes. So 420 is harmony. Sorry. 420 is definitely harmony. Let's see. The numbers four and two are six. You yeah, add exactly. zero. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I just had to mention that to America. Okay, go ahead. But you, you add that zero. If you take those numbers individually, the four and the two and the zero, yeah. zero is like the great um, multiplier. It, it enhances everything. Oh. oh so you've, nice. got, you've got basically, you add the four and the two plus the zero, you've got six with the zero, right. which means, booyah, number special. Right. On aisle four, we have two zeros. Come and get it, folks. Four twenty. Yes. I I have and a so. a young friend who's getting married on four twenty this year. Yeah. Out in the woods, and she was telling me all about her wedding somewhere in Colorado, I think. And um, she was really excited and telling me all all these hippy dippy things she's doing, and I'm like, that's going to be so pretty. And I'm thinking, ah, you're going to be so stoned. I didn't say it. Because her grandma was right, right there. And her grandma is so excited. She doesn't understand why she's going to have a, church, a wedding in the woods instead of in a church somewhere. But she, she's right. going and she thinks it's great and wonderful and beautiful. And it is. And, she, you know, the granddaughter is not saying April 20th. She's saying 420, 420. And um, right. I'm just looking at her and smiling. And I think we, we had a... a, a a soul connection where we know what's really going on. They're not spiking the punch. They're just going to be smoking right. up a good old time. And, grandma, and she yeah. even told grandma, she said, I'm going to make sure you have someone escort you out so that you don't get lost. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cute and funny. Your grandma's going to get a little contact high. You're going to have a contact high. Yes. Yeah. But wait, my friend, before we go any farther, I want to... Um, kind of do sort of a recap thing that we should have done in the beginning. And basically what's it. happening here today is that Mary um, was feeling things about 69. And um, that I think it seems, you tell me if I'm right, Mary, but over uh, a week or two um, from before I got the flu to after I got the flu, there's something that happened in that time and, and, and 69 became um, you started to see it in a more positive um, healthy way absolutely I'm not mistaken because no, at one mistaken. point that's why I asked you I said so yo how's 69 treating you and yeah. then you said and I gave beautiful you a story sentence. and a half didn't I and I'm like wow how did that happen and so I think that's what we want to talk about because this number and like even for me and I'm not quite 69 but, you know, the numbers keep getting more and more dramatic every friggin' year. And one of the things I've learned uh, or have noticed after 50, um, motivation to do and be a certain way, to do certain things and be a certain way, to do certain things to be a certain way, um, 
drops we can think about and think about and think about and think about going to the gym and working out or whatever, and that can literally go on for years, but there's this motivational thing um, that just kind of stops, and it's part of, I believe, our perspective about what's happening on a, on a thought beneath the thought level. So I want to talk, I want to hear about how you um, adjusted, apparently, the thought beneath the thought so that you could come out with a new perspective, a new way of looking at 69, and, um, and then having that affect your life because you said a couple sentences about perspective in one of those text messages that we had with each other um, and how, I think it was, how uh, the number can change your perspective, but then how your perspective can change the perspective too, something along those lines. You know, where yeah. it doesn't have to be a negative. It can actually flip it to a positive. I mean, what I, I found my, my text that I wrote you when you asked me how it was, how it was 69 treating you, and I just said, well yes. enough. I said, I'm mourning the loss of my youth. And I didn't even realize right. I had said that. Right. Because I haven't lost my youthfulness. And my grandson who is just adorable. He'll be 18 soon. In fact, today is uh-huh. my husband's birthday. Oh, my goodness. But, happy birthday, um, Curtis. Yeah. Happy birthday, Curtis, forever on this show. Anyway, um, my grandson says, he, you can't be old because you're the, the youngest old person I've ever known. I'm like, well, thank you, but I'm feeling old. But I right. know part of it was I was mourning. I said, I'm mourning the loss of my youth and my cat. Well, my cat was 20 years old, which in human life right. is close to 100. Yeah. So he had lived his life to fully. He died in his bed. He was surrounded by love. And, right. you know, we've created a little shrine for him or we're in the process of creating a little shrine for him, a little special burial place. So I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I no longer grieve and cry as much. I mean, some days I'm like, Oh my God, I found a couple of his toys this weekend. I'm like, Oh my yeah. God. What is this? You know, yeah. And I don't, I haven't, oh moved, my God. haven't moved the couch yet. So I don't know what's been under there. Oh my God. That's going to be but, something. But then I started talking about how I'm allergic to my shoes. And I know that is the, that is the damnedest, most effed up thing. Allergic to shoes? How can you be? Right. Right. But ap- apparently, um, not apparently, this is actual truth. I'm going to an allergist later on in March. They couldn't see me before. Um, to get everything exactly tested. But in the meantime, because I bought myself. Uh, and I want you to finish, but also... Um, uh, that's a scary uh, thing that you are putting out that you're allergic to shoes when maybe it's just a particular fabric. Uh, probably a chemical in the glue. A chemical? Oh, gosh. Quite okay. possibly it's a chemical in the glue. So okay. the way I turned that around from, oh, woe is me, I can't wear my shoes. And I've never been a shoe person, you know, like some women just love their shoes. Yeah. I have no yes. I have no red bottoms or Manalo Blancs in my closet to worry about. So Right. Um but I, I did have some really comfortable walking shoes that I, I do miss. Right. Yeah. But as a result, I have gone back to the way shoes were made before. Like and I mean um, I am planning to buy something called mud shoes. They're made in, I forget which country. I want to say Nigeria, hmm. but then I want to say Kenya. Wow. But um, they were out of my size when I was shopping. But my shoes, um. are they're not vegan shoes, folks. I'm sorry to say for all my vegans listening, but they are um, water buffalo hide and they're stitched together with cotton string that's been dipped in wax and inside okay. instead of having a nice cushy whatever they have uh, sheepskin 
And sheepskin is one of the closest mm-hmm. skins to human skin. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, I learned a lot while I was looking for hypoallergenic shoes. I didn't right. even know if they made them. I just Googled it and said maybe they do, and sure enough, they do. But these shoes have a copper rivet on the pressure point that connects to my kidney. Oh, how interesting. And so we're we're getting a little acupressure going on. We're getting some clean skin. And none of the skin was treated with, you know, none of it was tanned with um, chemicals. It was all tanned with uh, plants like they did in the olden days. So now I have this really cool pair of shoes I can talk about. I never cared to talk about shoes before. But right. as I wear them, I'm, I'm connecting to Mother Earth and getting more grounded. What could what be wrong you? with that? No, no, no. And so, <laughs> so how has your transition been from the uncomfortable place? And, and, um, and I'm not sure that, that we've given the audience a real grasp of what your uncomfortable place was because there's like a story and, and, and then a happy ending kind of like, you know what I mean? Well, the um, uncomfortable oh place. Oh my God. Was, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to keep it clean because I really want to say some bad words right now, but God damn it. <laughs> I was fucking 69. And yeah. um, a friend of mine who's listening to the show. Um, hi, Leslie. She came over uh, for dinner one. She came over for uh, lunch one day. She was having some issues, and um, she texted me. I said, "Well, come on over to my house." And so she came yeah. over and brought lunch. And while we're eating lunch, right. I bit my lip, and I said, "Motherfucker!" Oh. And she goes, "Oh my God, Mary, yeah. I've never heard you say that before." <laughs> yeah. I said because I try to keep it clean. I try to be a good girl, but. You know, sometimes you, you just got to let those expletives out to get the full measure of how you feel. The full and color. I, full color. I felt friggin' old when I realized I am 60. It wasn't, it wasn't even that I'm 69. I yes. was 365 days away from being 70. Right. And you were and linking I, that, was, that number. I, that was only with- five years older than my mother. I mean, my mother was 75 when we had this huge, gigantic blowout birthday party for her. And my God, she okay. was old. Um, but there again, that was umpteen years ago. You know, my yeah. mom's been dead 10 years and she was 87 when she died. So when she was 75 would have been, you know, all close to 30 years ago, 25 or so years ago. But all these numbers were just slamming me in the face. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And then I, when I talked to people who were saying happy birthday, they would either call me or text me. We get into a conversation. Well, you don't look a day over 35 or you don't look a day over 39. I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but then I realized how many 80 or 85 year olds I've seen that I thought looked very youthful. And instead of telling them, mm-hmm. Well, you look rather youthful for your age. I said, "Well, you don't look a day over 70. And how insulting was that? So I was going through all these, and I, I had so many. I, I still have not announced to the world of Facebook that my beloved Kenny Cat has died because oh. I'm still not ready for the influx of sympathy. Yeah, which makes it feel all. Broad, all over again. again. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just like mm-hmm. you have said about your dad, um, every now and then Facebook will give you a memory. And sometimes yeah. they're great memories. And then other times that memory triggers another memory and you just can't do it. And I, yeah. I know that at the end of January, which was, you know, what, two weeks ago? Um, yeah. That was my birthday. And so we've talked in between, and that was when I was like, oh, God, no, I can't do this. I'm 69. I've never been emotionally attached to my birth number. I've always just marked it as another trip around the sun and watch out universe. Before you know it, I'm going to be stardust, and I'm going to be everywhere at once. Right. 
And, and then there's no stopping me when I become stardust again. But this year, the ego said, oh, you're 69. You're going to be 70 in a year. You're getting old. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear that. But I know part of it was attached to the cat dying. Part of it was attached to my medical issues. Because on top of, mm-hmm. um, and this, I was warned of this, on top of having my, my foot allergy disappear, because wearing these natural shoes now has helped clear up this allergy um but i'm also having to deal with learning to step barefoot all the time basically there there's no support in the shoe there's no heel lift they call it zero fall so there's no heel lift there's no arch support there's no uh protection for my achilles heel so i've developed tendonitis and and now I'm, I'm working on that. But this also is a lesson from the universe. You don't have to be go, go, go all the time. Sometimes you just need to sit, sit, sit and be. And okay. that's, that to me is when you get the most manifesting done. Is when you release all these things that connect you to doing and wishing and hoping and as the old song says, wishing and hoping and praying won't get you into his heart. Yeah, great song. Yeah. yeah. So, and so, you, know, you, yeah. you sometimes got to take it and, and do it, but also you have to let it go. Okay, so you had a change of perspective. I found the sentence that you wrote in your text message that I was talking about that I thought was so incredibly profound. Um accepting the reality of aging and how it changes our perspective and this was the part and changes with perspective. That's the part. Because that's what ended up happening with perspective changing. The age thing changed. It's like the number and its effect changed. Absolutely. Because, you know, if I look at it from the perspective of, oh, I'm 69, then I, I'm going to start becoming an old person. But if I flip that and change, the, change my perspective and change with the perspective of the number, I'm like, holy smokes, I've lived to be 69 years old. Not everybody can yeah. do that. Elvis Presley didn't live that right. long. He was 42 when he died. Martin Luther King. Yeah. I don't remember how old he was, but he was a young man. Yeah. And and I think, you know, because we had just celebrated Martin Luther King Day right before, you know, nine days before my birthday. And my cat died the day before that. All of these, yeah. this heaviness was on me because I, I allowed it to be on me. But with the perspective of manifesting, you can just... She was only 39. Or less. But you can shrug it off like shaking off a coat. Or, you know, and I I know most women and some men have had this happen where some person, doesn't have to be an opposite sex, but some person puts their hand on your shoulder and it just creeps you out. Or you're angry at them and you shrug that arm off. You shrug that, that, that hand off. That's basically what I had to do with the concept of being 69. It's not that I am 69. I just had the grand and glorious opportunity to celebrate 69 times that I was born. So if I can And I know how I feel when my children how- if when I can my paraphrase children, how I think I'm understanding you. All right, we're talking over each I'm going to shut up. Oh, I wasn't sure if you could hear me. Um, but if I just wanted to just, I, before you go any further, I just want to make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying so that it okay. can be used by the people who are listening. And, um, and that is that you stopped and had a new perspective about 
69. And I did kind of lose a little bit of my thought as I was working to squeeze my way into this conversation. Um, but <laughs> um, so because how then can we, um, it's all about how we're looking at it. Like it doesn't have to be. And I really think, uh, I was told this a long time ago, think about yourself in the future, like, for instance, at 85. Since we're, nobody's there yet, think about 85. I mean, there could be somebody listening 85. If you're listening and you're 85 already, think about 95. Okay. So 85 is the number we're going for right now. Think about that. And, and how do you see yourself at that number? And how do you expect that it's going to be for you? And I think that a lot of that has to do with what ends up happening. And we need to take um, uh, a handle on that and, uh, you know, um, manhandle that part of um, the conscious creation that we're living, we end up living. Because I don't know if you, Mary, um, took time to think back on what you thought looking forward that 69 was going to be. What did you think it was going to be like? And so are you living out now, or a minute ago, what you thought it was going to be like deep down in your subconscious? And we have this opportunity. See, I never yeah. really I never really did that. I've, I've, up until now, I've never thought of, well, I can't say that. Um, I never put a number on it. It was always when I get old. And, and that's where my perspective and the looking at it with a new perspective comes in because but old is okay. It's like, but how do you see old? Do you see old that, on right. a cruise ship or do you see old in a convalescent home? Which one do you live as old in your mind as you see it? Oh, that's the neither. choice that we have to make. Exactly. What? Exactly. I mean, I, I see myself as vibrant when I'm 90 as I am Today, I, okay. I see myself still managing be unique, and mm-hmm. and um, you know by then I hope I will have someone ready to walk in my shoes and take over the organization. But if not, then right. I'll start figuring out another exit plan. But right. I, I see, and I'll tell you. An interesting story, and I know that I mentioned that my friend Leslie's listening. She always listens on Mondays if I'm doing a live show. If I'm doing a pre-recorded show, she won't listen. And I don't know why. I'm pretty. Okay. I don't go off on tangents when I'm when I scripted a show, <laughs> but when I don't script it, I go everywhere under the sun. Um, but Leslie's older sister um, has the same birthday. She, Tony and I share the same birthday. January 29th. I never met Tony, but she um, she died tragically from cancer several years before I ever met Leslie. And the interesting thing is Leslie asked Tony to give her a, uh, give me a sign that you're around. And this was on her, on Tony's deathbed. So Tony said, well, whenever you see a flamingo, you'll know I'm there. Well, that okay. was kind of, Kind of out of the blue, because at the time, Leslie was living in New Hampshire. And for her to see a okay. flamingo in New Hampshire was going to be rare. But she saw them right. all the time, everywhere. And then when I learned that story, I started seeing them. So I would send her pictures. Wow. I just saw Tony. But recently, I've been experiencing Tony in my life as well. And sometimes she'll pop in and here's a message for Mary or pop in, go tell my sister hello. But right. I say that to say this. Many years ago, I met another woman named Tony. And she was 92. She stood straight as a Marine in dress parade. She was a prolific writer. She just and when she and she was a tall, tall woman too. She must have been at least six foot two. And here I am at uh-huh. only five seven. I'm like, ah. But this 
other Tony, the older Tony, would walk in a room and all heads would turn toward her, just magically almost. That's what I see myself as, as an old woman. Right. And I, I see myself as a, as a very youthful woman who has lived many years, not an old woman. Yeah. Right. And so, so also, I see, wait, I see that picture with you, but it seems like you can add some more to the picture if you want to. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, like I, as you described that, I saw you walking into a room and the reaction from people in the room to you walking in, acknowledging, you know, you and your value of, you know, what you know and where you've been and your wisdom and, and experience and all that. Um, but um, we could also change that picture. Look, I'm saying we, like the nurse saying, let's take our, our shot now. Um, we could change the picture to you. I see you in tennis shoes <laughs> and um, kind of doing a light jog into that room. Oh, honey, are you kidding me? I'm going to be skipping or... Um, I'll bring my boom box, or, or I might have my headphones on, but I'm going to be dancing. <laughs> yeah, you know. Me, I'm yeah. going to have to bring – my husband got a gift for Christmas. That I'm going to start incorporating – I'm either going to buy myself one or just bring his – steal his. Um, it's a, a dance party button. You know how they have the um, – Staples has their easy button? The what? It's just a – it's just a button that you press and this sound comes out. And this is like a little 30-second dance party. And I, lo- I okay. love it. And every time awesome. I hear it, I I can't help but move and shake like I was 20 years old at a rave. Never been to a right. rave in my life. I was too young for Woodstock and too old to rave. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm oh, in, in that middle age, but... Um, yeah, it's not, it all works out. I I just do what I do anyway, and people just look at me and go, "Look at that crazy old woman." Right. But so today my hair today my hair thing. is part part green and part blue, so they really look at me funny. Oh. I love it though. Those go together. That's yes. blue green. That's turquoise. That's where turquoise comes from. But well, that's the um, earth. One thing about creating uh, the cruise ship scenario. Instead of the convalescent scenario, um, I mean, you know, because this is real, this is coming, but, you know, we, we need um, as much creation time as we can get is what we need to take. And um, knowing about our ability to manifest stuff is a good start, but we really do need to step into it because we can sit there. And I remember at the very beginning, I was talking about uh, how we get to a certain place. Um, especially over, I said over 50, but there are folks who will say over 40. I mean, there's a time when there's just something chemically or whatever missing, and we're just not as physically enthusiastic to move as we were when we were younger. It becomes more of uh, got to psych up to make that happen. And, you know, and then we can get to a place where we can talk for years about needing to get that gym membership. It gets to a place where we can afford the gym membership that we couldn't when we were younger, but then we just don't do it, you know. And um, and so um, needing to do it, and then, you know, we're looking at our arms, and our arms are changing, and we're not looking, well, you know, I really got to pick up the weight. So the motivation seems to be um, something that, that uh, diminishes on a, it wants to diminish along with, you know, um, the calcium that, you know, we need to like take more calcium and we need to take more motivation or something. Um, but so as we make the decision, the conscious decision that we, we see being 95 years old uh, on a tennis court um, on a cruise ship rather than in a wheelchair um, at a convalescent home or in a bed and you can't even get in a wheelchair. I mean, you know, cause I don't want to say cause, there are folks rocking life big time and have great arm muscles and they're in wheelchairs. Um, so, but whatever you see, what, however you want it to be, that's when we have to, we have to actually work towards that. 
and, I, and I'm talking to everybody. Well, I'm talking to myself because, <laughs> you yeah. know, I just started work, working out again. And I have friends who are like, oh, my God, the girlfriend, you have the flu. You know, um, don't do too much. I'm, like, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to, like, do it till I pass out or whatever. But, yes, I'm picking up some weights. My arms don't seem to have the flu. I want to start to work them a little bit more. I want to walk more. I just, so, I, so I have a cough. So what? Does that mean my legs aren't working? Like, let's get going again. And, um, and so I am... I have a picture in my mind, you know, as I look at my golden years in the future, um, you know, I'm here, I'm in them now, uh, as the conscious Googler, um, but as I look at the future golden years, like, I hate to say this, but like, you know, there's going to come a time when my mom's not here, along with my dad not being here. And at that point, I mean, I have a picture, I'm trying to formulate what do I want that to look like and as I do that I'm you know thinking of doing some homesteading and stuff like that I'm like but I can't do that I'll be older Hmm. you know that kind of limiting thought needs to stop and and so the part that uh, um, that I realized is that you know how do we get to a place where we can actually create anything that we want because we really can do that. Um, so long I as remember, you yeah. know, we've been doing this show together three years now. Yeah. Wow. And when we first started doing this show, you were preparing for Naked and Afraid. Right. You were a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> you were you were indomitable unstoppable and powerful. You were just amazing. And you switched courses. Things changed. Life got in your way to give you the lessons that you needed. And While I was naked and afraid, because I did do some naked and afraid things. Uh-huh. Naked and afraidish. <laughs> yes. It's, it's this, yes. Exactly. Naked and naked and not quite so scared. But you know, yes. you you've done a lot in three years that most people of any age would not even attempt to do. I remember and I think I've told you this story before, but many years ago. I remember going to the office to work and there'd be a bunch of women hanging around, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, coffee pot. We didn't have a water cooler, but we had a coffee pot. So everybody would go to the coffee room and start making coffee and drinking it and talk about the night show the night before, dancing with the stars or um, the latest soap opera, whatever it was. And I felt so much like an outcast because I didn't watch those shows so mm-hmm. I vowed, I'm going to be like everybody else. I want to fit in. I want to be a part of the of the clique, you know? Because I, I mm-hmm, like to do mm-hmm. is sit there. You know, it would be like if, if I worked in an office and everybody was talking uh, partisan politics. You know, I don't do that either. But I wanted to fit in, so I took a week. I said, I'm going to take a week off of what I normally do, and I'm going to come home, cook dinner, do the dishes, and watch TV and see what everybody's talking about. I made it to day three, and I was bored out of my gourd. I could not continue because all I was do I felt like I was just opening up my brain and letting junk food in. You know, right? I felt like it was I was eating a bunch of Skittles, and I don't right. like Skittles. I don't even like so I was just eating you know it felt like back in in my youth when it was Friday night so everybody's you know eating popcorn ice cream pizza and and watching the latest blockbuster movie who cares I have other things to do so I I never got into yes to each his own I never got into that 
and there's some that needed to take the time out and sit there and watch that. But um, I don't want to miss the the main thing um, because uh, a lot of people um, can probably relate to um, life uh, happening, numbers uh-huh. changing, and um, and the uh, psychology of the number having an effect. And I mean, there is some actual honest to goodness physiology that changes, um, but how we receive it and how we expect it also plays into what we end up getting. And um, and so then uh, the, the, the point is, how do we then make the change when, you know, we've made the decision that we want the cruise ship and not the convalescent um, home situation, you know, we'd really like to make the, the, the goal to be that. Um, how do we go about that? And so um, the main thing to me is to lift our vibration to a happy place, to a more powerful place so that we can then make the changes. Like we're not going to make the changes, I don't think. I think one of the main things to know is that this is possible, that it actually is possible to make a conscious decision about how we want to live out golden years how we want our experiences to be. Okay, so we're going to have some health health issues. All right, fine. Let's make it so we get through region one with grace and ease. How about that? So it doesn't have to be we go through these things and it's horrible. I can hear some of our listeners going, okay, that sounds nice. Those are pretty words. How do you do that? Right. That's what I'm talking about. So look at us at 52 minutes into the show talking about that. So I wanted to get to that because you did it to yourself. You found a perspective. You changed your mind about something. And so because of that, it took you to a place where you were able to find a solution for the shoe situation, and that lifted you. So it's like we have to lift ourselves first. And we only, only you know you like I know me. So I know what kinds of things make me feel better. The split second that I can allow myself to feel better despite this predicament, the situation that I'm in, the split second that I can do that, then I've given myself power to begin to create what I really want to create. You can't really do it as well from under a cloud as you can from under some sunshine. And this is just metaphorically um, and speaking about your state of psychology at the time. So it's up to each and every one of their people who would say, well, oh, my God, my dog died. This happened, you know what I mean? And that happened and that happened. And if you want to stay focused like that instead of the fact that you just had the opportunity to take a breath in between each and every word, and how awesome is that? Yes. Oh, and you know what you know? I did? When when my cat died, um, I gave myself... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go there. No, yeah. no, it's okay. I mean, of course, the day he died, Curtis and I both just, we boo-hooed and cried like it was our child because he was. We didn't have any children yeah, together. Right. He was right. he was our our creature that lived with us for 20 years. So, yeah. Of course, we're going to miss that entity. And we cried real tears. We boo-hooed and we shook and we held each other. And then Curtis was able to just kind of, I mean, he would have moments too, but he was mostly able to shrug it off and go away. Kenny had been my constant companion. Curtis called him my little sidekick. He walked along beside me like a dog would. He didn't do that to Curtis. But he has other ways of showing Curtis that he loved him. But he was, that cat was, from the moment I got out of bed in the morning, I was his person. And so um, that that void was really huge for a while. And I allowed myself some time. Oh, I didn't know that I was allowing it. It just kind of came on me. There were two days Mm -hmm. that I did nothing. Nothing. I didn't want, I didn't, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't manifest, I wouldn't pray, I wouldn't even compile at things to do in my head, which is very unusual for me. And right. the first day it happened, it felt so luxurious. The second day it happened, I thought, okay, this, this is enough. So I felt self-indulgent at that point. 
And right. I, knew, I knew that if I continued, it could go down a very slippery slope. And Alice would be down in the rabbit hole for way too long. So right. I said, okay, let's watch some cartoons. And I didn't want to just watch okay. any cartoons. I, I turned on, I think it was Amazon, I don't know. But I found something that was streaming old-fashioned cartoons like um, Sylvester and Tweety and Popeye. And, and we're talking some of the really old, early Steamboat Willie. If anybody knows who Steamboat Willie is, that was the original Mickey Mouse way okay, back in the day. Okay, I don't know who that is. Okay. Yeah, that was what, um, you know, Felix the Cat. He was funny as all get out. And I, a lot Felix. of the sh- things that I, you know, sometimes when I don't want to do the normal, I'll find an old Chaplin sh- movie, you know, black and white. Um, what do you call them? Not a talk, what? silent film. I have to do okay. things uh, through a process of elimination sometimes. But there are silent movies right. and they just had music. So I would I would watch those things to snap myself into a a different era of of television and also to snap me out of that a feeling sorry for myself. So but see that's because you know what works for you. And for me yeah. I need to go get my nails done. Even if I got them done yesterday, I'm going to go get a new color or something. Getting my nails done, getting my lashes done, or sometimes I need to just hop in my Jeep and drive for just 10 miles or so, go see something I haven't seen before. And that might lift me enough. And lift me enough so that I can now have a new, brighter perspective of how I want to create a solution for whatever's happening or how I want to participate in whatever is happening. And lift it. You have to lift that vibration, but by doing that, you're now in a more powerful place to create what you want. And um, and I believe that that is how you came up with your solution for you know yes. the shoes and everything. And, yeah. You know, for for some people, it's uh, really simple as going, "I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy." I'm not a big mantra person, but sometimes mm-hmm. mantras do help to repeat the same yeah, thing over and adjustment. over. I, I am yeah. strong, so I am successful, I am... percent believe it. So long as you at least 51% believe what you're saying. You can, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. If you don't even 2% believe that, it's just not going to help you get there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and there are some, there's some scientific backing to it. I mean, no matter how many times I might say I want cocoa brown skin, I'll never have that. Because yeah. I am not genetically geared for that. And if I tried with, you know, uh, I mean, I could, I guess I could go to a tanning well, bed. Well, that, I almost don't even want you to finish that sentence because that is where I really hoped that we would go. And maybe next time we can go deeper into that. Like, and I want to um, point everyone an amazing book by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's like, oh, my God. Um, but this particular book is called Becoming Supernatural and how common people are doing the uncommon. And so you're saying something that basically Joe is like, no, it does not have to be that way. You actually could adjust your DNA and your genes and become one of those folks who gets brown easy in Florida. You're, you're absolutely you right. So that's where I feel like, you know, we are that potential of supernaturalness, you know, and, and so I, I make a commitment to bring you more of the information that, you know, that Joe's talking about. And there are others too who are talking about just how, uh, I guess, supernatural we really, really are, but that's just our natural design. And so like, why not use that since we're here at this time, want to have some fun, let's do that. Well, I have written it down. I will plan that for next month on the second awesome. Monday, which I'll yeah. put it down. I'll look it up so people can find out what date that is and mark their calendars. That is going to be awesome. March 11th. Okay. And we will, we will talk about how we can manifest ourselves into being supernatural beings. Yeah, to literally be what we want to be. And, and because you know way more about that, I have not read that particular book of his yet. Um, 
I will let you take well, the reins on really. the show that I'm about I'm about four pages in. But I have I do know a lot of Joe Dispenza Dispenza stuff. Uh, Joe Dispenza is definitely worth looking into. YouTube them there's something. There's a lot of great information, and you'll understand why this book is about to become a bible to me. Nice. You know, there's something yeah. to be said about being grateful for what you've got, where you are in life. Um, but there's yes. also something something to be said about wanting more. There's no reason to not want more, but don't force yourself into thinking, oh, like, oh, you know, I could be supernatural, so I'm going to learn to fly. I'm just going to start right now by jumping off the roof. You, you got to <laughs> use some common sense with that as well. Yeah. Or your yeah. arms, your yeah. arms need to be really, really strong. Because you are flying while you're on your way down to, you know, you got to want to think it through. Yes, so you, just are. Think it yes through. you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. You're flying at, at 120 miles per hour on your way down. Exactly. In sync with gravity, yo. In sync with gravity. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yo, what a beautiful day. I don't know where you, how it is where you are, but where I am, it's gorgeous for oh, a change. The sun is shining and the clouds are just little, little white, you know, cotton balls up in the sky. It's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, we finally have blue skies in Southern California. So, um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. They call it partly sunny, but I think as partly cloudy because I like all the sun. Yeah. But no, this is we, we all this is barefoot t-shirt weather. Nice. Yeah, I think we got that going on too. But anyway, I want to wish you a wonderful Monday. Thank you, and I want to wish you a wonderful Monday as well as everybody else out there listening. And please be sure to come back on March 11th. Jillian will be taking the reins instead of Mary rambling on forever and ever. Um, and she's going to be talking oh. about Joe Dispenza's book called Becoming Supernatural. Yeah. And help us understand how we can become supernatural, too. Because you've got a month to yeah. finish reading it. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And happy, All right, you guys. happy anniversary. This is our third anniversary um uh, well, actually, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was last month, last January. Right, right. January 11th, at 11 o'clock, we yeah. started this show three years ago. And I it I think it's just, mm. it's pretty amazing. I didn't know we didn't do it in January. I wonder why we didn't do it in January. No, we did. We did. We, we did it in January, but I didn't, oh, you mean why we didn't mention it? Because I think you were sick. Why we didn't, we didn't do our have, first show in January. Didn't we do our first show in January? We did our very first show on January 11th. Okay, got it. But we last month Fox. you were not you were not well. You were you were fighting a bugaroo, or no? I think last month you were fighting. Um, you were you were having an issue. I don't remember what. It might have been Blog Talk Radio having an issue that cut us off. Oh, yeah, that happened. That happened recently. So I, and, you know, yeah. I did reach out to them and they did, they didn't refund our money for the show, but they did um, extend our contract by a month. So we got a free month at the end of the year. Okay. That's and, what um, they could do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've contacted them today and I said, I'm not happy. Don't make me go. I'll move my show to Spotify if I need to. Right. Right. You know, there, there are a lot of other um, podcast options. options that we can use. Yes. But if I do that, I'm going to have okay, to get they're, busy. They're hearing you. They know they better act right. They hear, are hearing you right now. I know okay. they are because I'm pretty sure that somebody listens to almost all the shows just to make sure we're not violating any whatever. But exactly. I, um, and they're like, oh, my gosh, those two ladies. No, with but the, my, the I think what I'll do, do the next again. The next time that I'm feeling like I don't want to do anything, but I know I need to do something, you know, kind of a menial, mindless day. And I have those creative people tend to have those from time to time where you just got to shut down the creativity and do something that's not creative. That's the perfect time to go back and download all of my live shows. The pre-recorded shows are easy, but I've got a lot of live (laughs) shows that like this one. Um, and I think it's a pretty good show, so I might have to go back and download it 
so that I can have it if I do need to change over to a new platform, then I'll, I'll take all my shows with me. There you go. That's see, that, amazing, that, That's what scares a lot of people, and they stay with a program that's substandard because yeah. I, don't want to lose, I don't want to lose what I've got. Well, I know there are ways to download, and I, you can download any of these shows. So um, yeah. I'll just go start downloading and have a, a library ready to go. Exactly. Edit what you need to edit. Yeah, well, I might not do that because... I love editing. I think every I think every fuck needs to stay in there. <laughs> I hear you, girl. But so listen, I have to tell you something. Mary, our show ended about seven minutes ago. I know. But you know what I did? Because I'm really lousy at managing my time and shutting down my voice and, and um Doing that, and because I know you and I were going to talk a long time about the number sixty-nine, because you know we're just both such fans of the number for many reasons. Um, I added an extra fifteen minutes to the show to give me time to wind down. Okay, well, so, I didn't know that, and I got to go now. That's okay. That's that's exactly what I wanted because that gives me time to finish with my um, outro. So, oh, God. Okay, go, girl, with the outro. Love you. I love you, Jillian. I love everybody who's <laughs> listening. And I can't wait to talk next month with her about Joe Dispenza's Becoming Supernatural. Jillian, thank you for helping me manage my number 69 today. And because of the, doing this show with you, I've even gotten more empowered to take this the power of this number and manifest even yeah. more amazing things next year. Yes. Awesome. Yay. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday show with Mary Brotherton. Come back every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern for more guidance on creating your ideal life. If you have questions about manifesting your happiness, email manifestmondayshow at gmail.com and Mary will respond on a future episode. Remember, friends, the fastest way to manifest your dreams is to speak them into existence in positive present terms and to always remain grateful. See you next time.